mental health is such a huge thing and there's so many ways that they struggle and just being out on the land, being in wide open skies, being able to walk and adventure and dig their hands in the dirt and also sit and meditate with us, you can start to see shifts in people. Welcome to Spiritually Fit Yoga. I'm Amelia Andalion, your podcast host, and the voice you just heard earlier was from Amy Andrews, our guest today. Amy is a certified Baptist educator from Eastern Washington State, where she teaches classes online, in person, and at the beautiful wineries in the Lake Chelan area. Amy runs a full-time farm business for veterans called 13 Fox Farm with her husband, Tim. She loves to paddleboard, is an avid crossfitter, and loves to be outside in nature. 13 Fox Farm assists veterans in learning the basics of farming and farm business through programs, events, and community living. You're going to hear a theme of grounding in this episode as Amy shares more about what she and her husband, Tim, offer to veterans on their farm. And you're going to hear Amy share her story about transitioning from place to place and now how she has personally experienced a sense of grounding. Amy also shares how much mental health is important to her for herself and to offer it to the veterans who come through their farm. And it's such a beautiful offering through 13 Fox Farm to help the veterans integrate back into society and to provide a peaceful place a place to experience silence, and a place to receive the benefits of yoga and meditation that Amy offers to them. This is a beautiful episode. There's so much that Amy offers in her teachings and her wisdom and how she stays spiritually fit. I can't wait for you to hear the whole episode and a brief update on my previous guest, Pilar Queso. Oh, Pilar Queso, who lives in Napa Valley, and at the time of this episode today, the glass fire in Napa Valley is still quite active. And Pilar has evacuated from her home, and her home is safe, and she is safe, and the fires are close to her home. So she has been able to go to her family and seek refuge away from the smoke. And I want to send my thoughts and my prayers to all those affected by the fires. We've had quite a rough wildfire season here in California and other areas. And a huge thank you to all the firefighters who have been on the front line saving lives and properties and wildlife. It's, it's a tough job and many, many, many thanks. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for you to hear the rest of this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Amy. Hi, Amelia. Let me know, where are you talking to us from right now? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm talking to you in my car because it's the most secure <laughs> location. Uh, those of you that don't know, I live, so I live in, Sh- uh, outside of Chelan, Washington on a pretty big piece of land. And we live in a tiny house and, uh, we have one door, but it doesn't totally seal off sound. So it's nearly impossible 
to do anything inside without noise. And we have an office, but it's currently a wall tent. So you'll hear noise there too. So this was the best place I could be. So I'm sitting in my car. I'm staring at our three tiny houses. The middle one has an American flag and um, it's, it's a beautiful view. So, and what is your view like? Yeah. There on your, Um, your farm. Behind us, behind the tiny houses is our orchard. So we have a 50 acre orchard. It's half apples and half cherries. And then a couple big mountains that you can hike up. And from there you can see like the whole river. So literally all around us, we're just surrounded by these, um, I I guess I wouldn't call them mountains, more like hills. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Big, beautiful hills, um, and a little bit of smoke from the fires, but not much. Did you ever get a lot of the smoke that we've heard Washington has had this last week? Yeah, we Monday and Tuesday, it felt I actually was listening to your um, your podcast that you where you talked about the smoke. And it was it felt like I was being shoved down. There was like this oppression for two days. I mean, I couldn't mm-hmm. see 10 feet in front of me. It felt like it was fog. But in the winter, mm-hmm. you know, we get that in the winter and you can go out and play in it. And it just felt strange to be in. Yeah. and not be able to go outside. It was, it right. was crazy. Yeah. Oh. Amy, I'm so glad you're here. And my podcast is about spirituality, fitness, and yoga. And I pull it all together into spiritually fit yoga. And I'm curious, how do you stay spiritually fit? So I recently explored the eight limbs of yoga because my first answer is yoga. <laughs> and I think that can get really misconstrued. And as I explored the eight limbs of yoga, I realized actually most of my life is yoga. And I knew that. And for me, the biggest practices within that realm of yoga actually has been meditation. So I just actually like three or four days ago, completed a year of meditating every single day, which huge accomplishment. And meditation for me has been the biggest thing to help me stay spiritually fit. Um, Yeah. I get like what uh, an accomplishment that feels like to meditate and how that is such a powerful, powerful spiritually, spiritual practice. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, really changed the way I think about things. So, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so I feel like spiritual fitness is also this balance of knowing when to push and when you, when I really need that extra motivation and also knowing when to just be still. And I actually, it's interesting. I had that yesterday. I'd had two huge days of teaching a whole bunch of classes and feeling so energized and like through the roof. And last night I just felt that need to really slow things down Mm -hmm. and sit with things. And so I held yoga poses a lot longer. I meditated at night and So for me too, it's just starting to listen internally for what's really needed versus what I think is needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate talking to my fellow Baptiste power yoga (laughs) instructors and students to get the message out that yoga is so much more than headstands or handstands or you know, what it might look like on Instagram, where it might look like this really physically challenging practice. And how like, for me, I, I get the most out of the, the mental, the mental and emotional um, calming, you know, of my nervous system. Uh, 1000%. So it's, 
it's interesting because Baptiste power yoga specifically is so physical. And I tell people all the time, the physical is just the gateway. Like we Mm -hmm. have to move through, we have to move whatever we need to move through the body to get to those deeper layers. It's like the reason I always think about, it's like the reason if I'm in my head and I go up for a walk that all of a sudden, like my, it feels like my mind opens up and there's just new creativity and new space because I got into my body. So it's interesting because I, I really don't think we can get to the mental unless we first get some physical movement or stuff out of the way. And it doesn't have to be huge. And I, that's why Baptiste Power Yoga can be so powerful because we just like we move all that stuff out of the way. And then when we get to the the softer poses and the time and the space to open up, like that's why we feel so amazing because we worked whatever we need to work through. And then we're in like the mental and the spiritual layers, which mm-hmm. are really like the deep, juicy, delicious things of yoga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you have an example of where yoga or meditation has really made a difference in your life for your mental health? Really, the biggest example for me, it started when I got married and we were living in Bellingham, Washington. And we just left Seattle. I didn't really have a job. I didn't know what I was doing. And I committed to my very first 30 days in a row of yoga challenge. And I Mm -hmm. saw how much it shifted my thinking. And I knew there was something there. And what's interesting is after I did those 30 days, we made the decision to move. Then we moved to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And from that, that spurred a whole bunch of moves. I think it was six moves within (laughs) seven years or something crazy. It was just crazy. And it's so interesting, like I'm even just talking about this with you out loud right now, interesting the timing of having those 30 days and then all these moves happening, but it really created this catalyst for me of starting to notice and pay attention to what happened when I moved and I had extra time and extra space and I didn't have a job and I didn't always know where I was going. And through all of that, I got my yoga teacher training and did a bunch of things. And the biggest thing is... So all that to say, when the pandemic hit, it was like I was ready because I'd been through so many moves and so many transitions already that I knew, okay, my yoga practice is key. Okay, I need to meditate because I can physically see the difference and how much it shifts my thinking and my way of being when I'm in those practices. So I'm, in general, a pretty um, ritual-based person. Like I like to get up and I like to do the same thing every day and always have my chai and my same meal. And I'm (laughs) really ritualistic in times of pandemic and stress and all those things, because I know when my brain's going to go other places, that ritual and that staying in one space and knowing there's some, um, what's the word? Not control, but, but there's something that's controllable within the chaos. Right. And yoga and meditation and really the ritual of that give me access to that. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that. You and I are Pacific Northwest girls. I'm here in the Bay Area, but my my heart will always be in Port Angeles, Washington. We still have our home up there. And when I met you, and it's so great, it's through your connections actually that I started uh, teaching at Baptiste Power Yoga San Francisco when they first opened. So thank you for that introduction to Sean Silvera, the, the owner of BPYSF. 
And, uh, and you were living in a bus. I mean, that was one of your, <laughs> that was one of your homes. And then, then you moved and then you moved and then you moved. Yes. So I think that was part yeah. of your transition. And it, does it seem like you've landed now, at least for now? Like, is there a sense of being settled now where you are? Or Yeah. And, and so it was interesting as I was preparing to talk with you and thinking through all these things and what spiritual fitness looks like for me and why meditation and mental health are so important. So we've now been here. This is my third summer of not moving or going anywhere. And it is, there's like a landing and a settling that has happened that I haven't had before. And I think part of that, yes, for sure. Part of that is like being in one place, but part of it also, I think from being in one place, I've been able to reflect and look back at what really got me through those times and been able to bring that into what I'm doing now. So there's, yeah, there's just like a whole new level of grounding. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So, you know, I would love to hear more about this farm life and, and especially so, you know, this farm business, you know, for veterans. Yeah. You say, I'd love to hear about that. And does that tie to, um, you know, in, in yoga, we talk about Dharma, you know, our being of of service. Yeah. You know, is it tied into that or could you share about that? Yeah. So this also began so interesting how much began at like the beginning of my marriage and in Bellingham. It also began in Bellingham. My husband and I visited a place called Growing Veterans and they offered days that veterans could come out and just weed on the property. And my husband is a veteran and he went and immediately connected and said, this is cool. And we'd always both talked about being our own bosses and living on land somewhere. And so it started this dream and it was like every place we moved, we got a little bit closer and we got the opportunity to come out here. Uh, The man that owns this property lives in Woodenville, really wanted to help and serve veterans, but didn't know where to start and got connected with my husband, Tim. And we kind of didn't really know what we were getting into. We heard that maybe it was Wenatchee. We heard there was a house on the property. And then we came to find out there was really none of that. Um, It was um, not in the middle of nowhere. We have some amenities, but we're about 30 minutes outside of Chelan, which is a small town. And the only big store is a Walmart, to give you an idea. <laughs> um, not where I would shop. And it's, a, you know, it's my choice. Um, And so we moved out here on a whim with no amenities, really just trying to figure it out, but knew we wanted to help and serve veterans. We had stay with us our first year in Bellingham. So we, we literally been married like three months, I think. And we had one of Tim's buddies Mm. from a place to stay and we had an extra room. So the first year of our marriage, we were helping a veteran and we saw him come in and just be so resigned and sitting on the couch and playing video games. And we just started to kind of chip away at his shell. And by the end of the year, we were playing board games and we were doing things outside and adventuring. And we left and he stayed in Bellingham and started working on a farm. And we just really saw his life transform. And we thought, wow, like this is something we want to do with people. And so that's amazing. Oh my gosh, I just, it was the coolest experience. And it was really neat to be able to do something with my husband. 
Mm-hmm. So when we came out here, we really had to build from the ground up and we started, you talk about living in a bus. I've also lived in a canvas wall tent. <laughs> so we lived in a <laughs> wall tent for the past two years while we were getting things established. And really the goal is to bring veterans on to learn about farming and to kind of figure out and explore what they would like to grow. So like our first veteran that came out, he thought he wanted to grow vegetables, became very clear he didn't. And he said, what about animals? And so now he runs a chicken farm that is wildly successful. Wow. Um, We have other people that want to do hydroponics. We have other people that really just want to come learn about farming and all the things. And so we've just slowly started to create, it's almost like an educational program for Mm -hmm. veterans. And within that, we've started to add in the yoga piece too. And that's been really cool because again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the physical asana that's helpful. A lot of it has been meditation and really helping people train their minds. And Mm. we've seen it so much in veterans, the two veterans that live out here, but also veterans that have applied to live out here and it hasn't been a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, Mental health is such a huge thing. And there's so many ways that they struggle and just being out on the land, being in wide open skies, being able to walk and adventure and dig their hands in the dirt and also sit and meditate with us, you can start to see shifts in people. So yeah, in a lot of ways, it does feel like a Dharma for me. Um, and I'm still figuring out for myself what my role in is that. Like most of it is my husband, Tim, and I'm seeing ways I can bring in my gifts and you know, my love of yoga and of nature to help these veterans and even just to build community because that's really what I love is the building community piece. Our society, I think, doesn't do the best at at integrating them back in to jobs and and being patient with, with however it takes them, you know, how long it takes them to transition back because they're they're in a different space, you know, mental space, emotionally, you know, spiritually, all of that. So um, your program, it sounds, it sounds amazing. It definitely sounds like to me, it sounds like definitely an offering and a contribution as a, as a Dharma, as a, as a being of service that you're offering to these people. And, um, and you know, where I'm at in Port Angeles on the Olympic Peninsula, there was a documentary about how veterans, they move out there because it's it's quiet out there on especially out in the whole rainforest mm. you know there are a lot of places there and it's just like and I didn't I didn't realize until I saw this documentary about how the veterans are seeking silence yeah and they're seeking that that overstimulation can be such a trigger of noise and um you know anything that feels busy <clears throat> anything that feels fast and in fact, on the Olympic Peninsula, they're trying to stop the um, the flybys of the military airplanes going over these silent spaces. Yep. Because like the veterans, they're out hiking and enjoying this peace and quiet. And all of a sudden they hear, they hear this military plane and it triggers, you know, being back in the, the war. Yeah. Or being back in those spaces where the PTSD might might get triggered. Yeah. And, um, and it makes me think about how you say that you're like 30 miles away from Chelan. And it sounds beautiful and quiet and Lake Chelan is so beautiful. And, you know, so it's, it sounds like a perfect setting to be in that remote setting to offer to, you know, to veterans for. It sounds like a farm stay to me a little bit. 
the, the wonderful thing, like you said, is it's remote, but it's not so remote that we can't be connected to people. Yeah. So, you know, we have veterans have the ability, like if they really need the quiet to just be out here, or if they like really need to go see people, they, you know, they drive. Yes. So that piece is also really nice, but, um, but you nailed it. I mean, the quiet and the silence, so many veterans that even just come to visit for the day, talk about that, how nice it is to have some peace and some rest and, and be away from all the stimulus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and I, you know, you know, if we can get to the point that we can practice our meditation, you know, we can get to that place. Yes. You know, mentally, you know, on our mat, on our cushion. And that's not always as easily accessible for people. Yeah. You know, it can be really a a challenge. It's a practice. Yeah. It's a practice to get there. I know for me, I meditation was like, ugh, I couldn't. (laughs) In the very beginning, five minutes felt like an eternity. I mean, to sit still and to have my mind be quiet or still or whatever I was supposed to do was just like, it felt like impossible. I mean, that was many, many, many years ago, but, um, yeah, quiet and silence is a blessing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for that contribution to our society. That's, um, that's great to you and your husband. So, um, I do want to ask you about some of the other things that you do. I know that you also love to paddleboard. Do you do paddleboard? Do you do sup yoga? I do. I'm, I will admit I'm not certified and I do teach sup yoga. It's most, oh, yeah. let's go have fun on the water. And the goal is to fall in. <laughs> you do CrossFit too. And uh-huh. is that separate from your yoga or how do you, do you teach it, practice it? What do you do? Yeah. So right now I just practice it. I've debated about teaching and I really like having something that I don't have to also teach. However, I'm, I'm going that we'll see what happens right now. I currently just practice it and it's interesting so Shalan has some yoga studios. Yoga is still pretty new here and people are still trying to figure out what it is and how it works. And I didn't really have a consistent yoga community when I moved here and CrossFit became that for me. So mm-hmm. that was interesting because I think I had this mindset, like I'm only going to find community and yoga studio and actually going to the CrossFit gym and building it there really helped me in building the community out here on the property and knowing like I, I can build community anywhere I go. It doesn't have to be in a yoga studio. Yeah. Um, and so I started going to CrossFit for the community and, and then I stayed because of the, again, the physicalness and, um, and that, that push that gets me out mentally out of my head and into, into my body and into those deeper layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you and I, we've both discovered the reach of the internet yes. and, <laughs> and having virtual classes as a teacher and a student. I know you and I just completed together the Sweat Serve Share Challenge through Africa Yoga Project, you know, the 10-day challenge, which I'm already excited to do it again in November. And, um, and I'll be interviewing Paige here pretty soon for the podcast. I'm excited about that. Awesome. And, um, and how has how has the uh, the online classes, how have those been working out for you since the pandemic? Uh, yeah. So online classes, personally, as a student, I love it. I have a few teachers mm-hmm. all over the country that I would visit from time to time. And now I can open my computer and take classes with them, which is amazing. As a right. teacher, I actually also love it because I have to 
I'm very present in a yoga class. And I find on a computer, when you're staring at a screen, you have to be so much more present because you have to look for those things and the cues you can give people. Mm -hmm. And I find computers, phones, all the things can be such a distraction and it's easy to just grab it when you need something. And so I've learned my phone has to go away. Everything has to be off so I can really be at that computer screen looking at my students. So I think in some ways, actually, it's really leveled up my teaching and made me really be conscious of where I'm at and am I with my students and and taught me how to create connection even over the internet. Like I always knew it was there. And I mean, we've been connecting over the internet through social media and all the things for so long and putting it into practice as a teacher, like really shifted that for me and made me see like, wow, this is really possible. And it's possible for me to feel connection through a computer screen, which is just, it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Amy, thank you for that, um, that tip, that reminder, because it can be so easy for us as a student to practice with our phone right next to us, Uh (laughs) which, which most of us, um, at least in the yoga studios where I teach, we don't actually allow, I mean, well, if somebody's a doctor and they might be paged, you know, and they might say, or for a parent, you know, they, they have to be, have their phone next to them. You know, we'll make exceptions, but we, but we request, you know, phones not to be in the yoga studios, you know, for the students themselves and just for the entire, the entire class. And yet I think that students uh, taking online classes have forgotten that because they, they can have it next to them. So it's easier for them to grab their phone. It's easy for them to turn the video off on their zoom (laughs) <laughs> their Zoom square, their Zoom rectangle, and not be so present. So that's such a great discipline. And a reminder is like, set my phone aside, get to my mat and do my practice and, and focus on my practice. So thank you for that, yeah. that reminder. That's such a great reminder for all of us. The other thing too that I've seen, and this is for me as student also, is it's easy to want to look at the computer screen and see what's happening or to be distracted by so much around you. And what's really landed for me and what I continue to land for people is the practice of drishti, which is so great because it's really the Mm -hmm. first pillar of Baptist yoga and like the most important thing we can be doing. And, and just, I really feel. And drishti, drishti for everyone. Um, Thank you. If you don't know, it's gaze, right? Right. Drishti is in Sanskrit. It's gaze is where you literally set your eyes, yeah. which through the eyes, it lets the mind focus on that one thing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. For that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so Drishti and, and setting my gaze has really helped hone in my focus and, and just be focused in a whole new way. Great. Well, Amy, I want to start wrapping up and ask a few more questions. And first one is, what are your top three suggestions for staying spiritually fit? Yeah. Number one, find ways to stretch yourself. So like we, um, like we stretch in yoga, do something that pushes you. So right now, for example, for me, it's meditating in the evening. I've got my morning meditation practice set. Evening is harder. It's a challenge for me. And it's something that's achievable. So I would say doing something that stretches you and that you know is a little challenging but is achievable is a really big one. 
Um, number two, stick to, and I talked about this a lot, stick to a routine as best you can. And for me, it's same time, but also same place if you can make it happen. I think right now in um, shutdown and smoke, that's easier. And as we start to travel and move more, and I tend to be that person that loves to travel, I try to create a space within where I'm going that's similar to where I am at home. So I often bring lemon water, lemon with me to squeeze in my water, or I bring my chai mix or whatever I need to create some semblance of that similar routine away. And then the last one for me, and this is a big one, I think we're all waking up and becoming a little more aware and awareness is so great. And from the awareness, the key is to then take an action, even if it's something small. So like my meditation practice, I can say, okay, I'm aware that meditating at night would probably help me. And then I could do nothing about it. (laughs) And so for me, it's know and be aware of it and then choose to take an action that's going to move you towards that. And those for me are like the three things that really keep me spiritually fit and um, out of my head and in my body and really in that deeper space. Yeah, those are great tips. I love all of those. Thanks. All of them. All of them. They sound really doable. And uh, yeah, I like how you said that stretch yourself. You know, stretch yourself. It's not just being flexible, like in your body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Flexible in the mind and in your life. Thanks so much, Amy, for your top three suggestions. And next question, what blessing or gift have you experienced or do you see because of this pandemic? One big blessing or gift. I really, what I see, and I spoke to this a little bit, the blessing and a gift that I see, and and many of us may not see this as a gift yet, mm-hmm. is that we're waking up. And mm. in waking up, we're realizing that things can't be the same and that things have to change. And the creativity, that's the word, the creativity that I'm seeing and the innovation I'm seeing in the yoga space, in in so many spaces, like that to me is the gift, is this newfound creativity and excitement and energy around how we're doing things. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what what comes of that moving forward. Like I really see, you know, the ability to um, make a decent wage as a yoga teacher and to create different community and to bring yoga to more people. I mean, my old studio in Seattle, they offered an online membership for a very reasonable price and they have over 500 people in their membership. And those 500 people might not have gotten reached otherwise. Right. The creativity and the thinking about how do we shift things and make things accessible to people is huge. Mm-hmm. sourdough bread so many people made sourdough bread or pasta like oh. <laughs> that yeah oh. that's great so people know where to reach you i know you're on instagram at amy andrews yoga yeah and you also your farm is on 13 fox farm yep and can you share share the name what what is the meaning of the name yeah of your farm 13 Fox was the, oh gosh, I'm going to screw this up. My husband's going <laughs> to, um, 13 Fox was the, the brigade that my husband was in, in the army. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah. I love hearing the, you know, the stories, right? Yeah. And hearing the the behind the behind the scenes. I love that. And then your website is amyandrewsyoga.com. Yes, ma'am. And I know one thing we didn't mention, and I don't want to keep you too much longer. You know, you, you mentioned creativity. Yeah. It was a blessing. But you're a you're a blogger. You're a writer. Yes. I um I actually have self-published one book. I read it now and I've I've come a long way. It was a good book for that time in my life. Um, I've talked about writing a book about the farm, which I eventually will do. Um, and also, yeah, I've, I've written a lot over the years and it's something I love to do. And it's, yeah, this pandemic time has really sparked that creativity and being back in that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say right now, time is no object. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is amazing. I mean, if you think about it, it's amazing that we yeah. have the ability to choose how we want to use our time. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, this was like so helpful. Oh, like you. listening to your tips, how you practice being spiritually fit, you know, hearing your story, hearing what you're doing with the farm. I loved hearing that because I didn't personally know all about that. I knew you were on a farm, but I didn't know. I didn't know everything about like what was behind. Like I didn't know your involvement, like with your husband, yeah. you know, and then doing this for the veterans. So that's like, I love hearing that story and uh, yeah, so much. And it's so great connecting with you and I appreciate you being part of my, you know, this was part of my creativity, you know, talk about a blessing, you know, this is like, okay, I'm going to try starting a podcast. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And let's just see how it goes. And, um, and it's been great. I've been loving connecting with you and everyone else. So um, I hope you have a great day. I know you will. I know we'll connect again. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here, Amy. To sum up Amy's lessons for us today from this wonderful episode, I want to share her top three ways to stay spiritually fit. One, stretch yourself. Stretch yourself beyond stretching your physical body. Stretch the mindset. Stretch yourself in your life. Two, create a routine. Three, take action. Oh, take action beyond awareness. There's awareness. And then pay attention. Is there something, something that you could energize? An intention? Could you possibly get closer to a goal? By taking action. Take action. And she shared the blessing and gift that she has observed during this pandemic is creativity and innovation. And when I hear that, when I heard her story and her perspective of creativity and innovation, I heard possibility. So what I get out of that is instead of seeing something as an obstacle, see what is possible because because of that obstacle, because of the situation, possibility. And I want to thank Amy again for all of her lessons and what she and her husband, Tim, what they offer through their 13 Fox Farm. I absolutely loved hearing that program of their offering to to literally offer the ground, the earth, you know, as as part of a way to integrate back into society for the veterans to learn about farming, the farm business and how Amy offers the tools of yoga and meditation to support mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, and experience a sense of inner calm, 
inner peace. Thank you so much, Amy and Tim, for that offering. And then I want to end this episode with sharing a review from 123 Jamingo. Pay attention, the reviewer says. Pay attention. This is my first attempt at meditation. Amelia has a soothing voice, and I appreciate the short but effective series she has here. I work 12-hour night shifts, so barely enough time between to eat and sleep. The 15 to 20 minutes helps to focus and calm me back before going back to deal with intense patients. Lots of sad stories and sometimes aggressiveness towards myself and fellow nurses. It helps to start my shift with calm and sometimes end it with a short meditation to help me sleep better. Thank you, Amelia, for your short, simple, and appropriate insights. Thank you, 123 Jamingo, for sharing with me and letting me know that my intention for this podcast was exactly what this reviewer has experienced. I wanted to offer some tools to for Jamingo, 123 Jamingo is using it in between breaks at work as a nurse. Sounds like a nurse and having these long shifts, which thank you so much for being another one of those healthcare heroes on the front line for us. And then also to use meditation to help with sleep. Though season one has a lot of meditations and yoga classes that I've posted. And season two, my focus is on how to practice spiritual fitness and hear it from other voices besides myself, inviting guests. And I will continue to share meditations and yoga classes every other week or so. So listen for that. And that's my offering to all of you. And leave a review for me. Let me know what you're getting out of this podcast. Let me know what you would like to hear, what topics. And let me know if you either would like to be interviewed by me, if you've got something to contribute, you'd like to share with all of our listeners, some tips on staying spiritually fit, or maybe someone you have to suggest for me to interview. I am so excited to bring you more. I've been recording a lot of episodes, a lot of other guests. I'm already ready to queue them up and publish for you every other week. Thank you so much for being here. It means a lot to me that you're listening. Take care. Peace out.